Welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast, friends. I am one of your hosts, Tara Misseldine, and I'm here with Amanda Kingsley. And we are going to take you on a journey, one where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel our futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. So all of those things matter very, very much to Amanda and I, and we know they matter to you as well. That's why you're here. So we, let's see, I was going to start off this episode by reading one of our awesome reviews on iTunes, but I'm going to decide not to do that because we currently have 17 reviews and we've had, I think, 27 episodes. <laughs> so rather than repeat one of our awesome reviews, what I'm going to do is ask you, if you have not yet actually rated and reviewed our podcast on iTunes, would you please take a moment and actually do that so that we can give you a shout out? And if your iTunes handle doesn't identify who you are, feel free to put your name and or business or link or whatever in the review. And we would be happy to give you a shout out and send people over to your awesome project. Um, yeah, we would like some new ones to read, guys. So it helps people find us. And it also helps us know that we're not talking into a vacuum when people give us ratings and reviews. So please do that so that next week we can give you a little shout out. So let's see. Amanda, how are you this morning? It's the first day of school, like back in school after vacation. And it oh, was a really lovely yes. vacation. So I have three kids. They were not, like it was fine. It was not memorable in a particular way. Although my <laughs> daughter does now have blue hair. And I saw that. <laughs> That's fun. So it was fun. But it, that morning when you anyone who has kids, particularly multiple kids, and that morning when they're all in school and you walk back into your house and you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and sure that day will come. <laughs> <laughs> to all our homeschooling mama listeners, I, I just honor you and the work you're doing in the world is incredible. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, so today we are actually going to be talking about something that really intrigues me because it's something I've um, kind of contemplated, kind of tried my hand at successfully and unsuccessfully, mostly un. Um, and Amanda, you have a project that is coming up that you launched. Um, it's actually kind of to celebrate your birthday, right? It is. Yeah. So Amanda had this amazing idea of creating this retreat to have some amazing women come and join her to experience women, wine, and why, which is Amanda's life's work. So um, it's all to celebrate her birthday. And I believe most of this, the few seats are filled, but um, we decided to bump this one up so that if there are still any... Um, you know, beds available because this isn't overnight. This is a full 24-hour retreat. It's actually 25 hours, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so there there may be a couple spots left, but Amanda will tell you at the end of this episode if you want to check out to see whether or not there is any openings. But that's not the reason that we are talking about this episode. We are talking about it from the perspective of what was the process like to actually plan, create, launch, market, and fill a retreat like this? Um, so Amanda is going to be able to share some of her experience because I know that retreats and hosting retreats are something that um, people have asked about and I know that it's a it's a hot practice to do um, but before we jump into that how about we start with our gratitudes mm. would you 
Yeah, I'm going to go with weather and the New England girl. I think I've brought this up multiple times before, but last week, there was just those few days. We actually ended up going to Maine on those two, like, 70-degree days here in snowy New England, um, and they weren't quite as beautiful as home. But there were so many days last week that just felt like spring. And when you live in New England, which I know a lot of our listeners probably do, and that weather comes around, there's just such a shift in energy and things kind of you feel that rebirth coming and it's just it's a beautiful thing to feel the weather mm-hmm. and so today not so nice but <laughs> fine. and we had that little burst of spring to inspire us so. we really did last week was insane we had everybody listening if you're not from new england um this is this is why you can love New England. On Wednesday or something, we had 77 degrees, <laughs> balmy, sunny, like everybody was ripping off all their clothes. The following day, 34 degrees and four inches of snow. <laughs> so within 24 hours, we go from like balmy, almost 80 degrees to four or five inches of snow and almost freezing. <laughs> It's really wild. wild. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it. I that that's what I love about New England too, is that you never really it's such a mixed bag. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. Okay, so what I am grateful for today is the fact that I am surrounded by help when I need it. Mm. Um I I definitely am not an island and that gets proven to me all the time when I like have a sudden crisis and there's always somebody that shows up for me. So Thanks today to my mother-in-law who took my daughter when my other childcare option fell through. <laughs> so yay for last minute help. Um, okay, so let, let's jump into this process of planning and creating a retreat. Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it when you said that it is a bit of a hot thing right now, at least if you are present in either participating in sort of the coaching personal development world or if you're just intrigued by it and participating in it it is definitely a hot thing which is certainly what stirred me to just go for it was seeing so many of them and going like that's so awesome I want to do that I want to do that and then it just kind of was that moment that angel lit moment where you're like, this is happening. I'm just going to do it. And then you kind of put it all, you lay out your ideas, ask the first three people you're interested in participating, like in facilitating it with. And they all say, yes. And you're like, this is so meant to be <laughs> every time you write any copy for it or think about the women at the retreat. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, it is pretty hot right now. And that's definitely what stirred me just just seeing so many cool retreats happening. And some of them are huge. I don't know, Tara, have you ever been to a women's retreat or a business retreat that's like, I don't know, in Hawaii or? I went to one that was um, in Santa Cruz. Cool. And it was really beautiful. It was like seaside. Um, It it was a three day, like three day, two night. Yeah. It It was really amazing. It was several years ago, like probably six or seven years ago now. Um, it was with Sage Levine. Nice. Were you Sage living Levine. in California? You were living here. No, I was living here. Yeah. yeah. But it was really awesome. And then I've gone to like the Boss Mom Retreat or the Mini Retreat. Yeah. The Boss Mom Mini. 
um, things like that. So there's yeah. all different levels, right? There's like the big writer's retreat again mm-hmm. like in Hawaii or like in, I don't know, the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Those are like the big commitment. And then there's little minis. There's little weekends. Um, mine is, as Tara pointed out, 25 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's sort of like a jam-packed mini. Um, but I'm curious, like you, you said six or seven years ago, right? Yeah, probably six. And mm-hmm. there's probably lessons from that that still stick with you. Oh, absolutely. It was the- completely transformative. Yeah. Yep. And there's a power that happens when you bring people together in person with a common goal. A lot of the work that, you know, both Tara and I do is about setting intention and having a purpose, having a meaning, um, sort of like, yeah, just, just deep processing work. And so when you do that together in community, particularly with other women, and I think that's why a lot of times they are men's retreats or women's retreats. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a whole lot less co-ed retreats because there's something that happens um, when you pull together in that way and really focus on things like self-care and personal development and those lessons just stick in a really different way than if you're reading a book or you're participating in an online membership group or you're part of a made-up um when you commit yourself to going to something like that and being fully present i was just writing the welcome to everyone who's going to come to the retreat and um and just um, just really thinking about what a what an incredible thing it is that these women who have said yes are committing to being present to themselves, right? They're committing to this growth opportunity and self-care. And you just those are life lessons. That's my whole point here is that Tara did that six or seven years ago, but it will always stick with her. Mm-hmm. So you know what what I find to be the most powerful piece of that retreat. It's like, yes, I have very core memories of it. um, But when I go back and reflect on the journaling that I did while I was there, like there, I was tapped in like really, really deeply and profoundly. And our lives can just take us back out of that. When we enter the real world and we get back into the groove of things and our defaults reset on certain things, and I can go back and sometimes my journal entries, I find just as profound now when I reread them as when they came to me when I was there. <laughs> you know? It was very cool. So it, um, you brought up a couple things that, um, that made good sense to me because I was like, why is this such a, a hot thing like right now? Because there's a lot of people offering retreats, but there wouldn't be a lot of people offering them if there weren't a lot of people attending them. You know, they're... Right. The reason that it's big is because women particularly seem to really want this atmosphere. And why is it such a good fit? Like we know why from a business perspective, it's a great idea to offer a retreat. It's usually, you know, a slightly higher price point. We get to really connect with people on a super deep level. Like there's lots of benefits. Maybe we can think about those from both sides because the reason that they, that it is such a good method of connecting with your clients right now is because it's a total win-win. It's good for both sides of this equation. So I would love to kind of talk about that and how they meet in the middle so, so well. It's true. And I think as a, as a society, as a culture, as human beings, we are 
realizing more and more how we have to come back to mental health. <laughs> yeah, we right. have to come back to investment in ourselves so that we can give back to the world. So we can show up at our jobs and be not just productive, but give meaningful work to our either our entrepreneurship or our nine to five jobs and into our families and to our friendships. And so I think maybe it's just the world I live in, but I really do believe that we are as a culture swinging back to an investment in mental health. Mm. <laughs> and I think these treats, these treats, there are treats. <laughs> <laughs> treats and retreats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These retreats are sort of the ultimate in the giving yourself the gift of mental health. <laughs> mm. Their space, their time, their like, you know, you're going to walk away with resources. Um, and I think we just connection. Yeah. Connection, community. Mm -hmm. There's so much happening in that commitment to spend at least one night away invested in yourself in your own mental health I don't know where this concept came from and I probably have mentioned it on the podcast before because I love it so much but there's a woman local to us her name is Maggie Winchell oh shoot I forgot how to pronounce her last name anyway she gives the she to me presented me with the most beautiful description of self-care and how it ripples out um and how, how it affects our relationship when we actually practice self-care and how it affects our family and how it affects our business and how it affects our community. And it's such a beautiful visual of self-care and mental health and how it impacts the greater community. And I think these retreats just, they're the ultimate in that. They are such a commitment to mental health and self-care and growth that you walk away with like lifetimes of change. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I know that to be true from the ones that I have attended. Like even if there were lots that didn't resonate with me, there's always some nugget that makes me walk away a slightly different person. Yeah. And they say like, that's why you keep showing up over and over and over and over again to anything in your life. Cause mm -hmm. there's that magic meeting, you know, there's mm -hmm. that, one time you hear something that you've heard 20 other times and it just clicks and you have that Oprah aha moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's not that it's necessarily new or different or amazing. It's that you heard it at the right time with the right people in the right state of mind, um, separated from the stresses of your regular life. And, and it just clicked and you, and it stuck with you. And it's amazing how one little aha moment can change everything for you. Change yep, everything. Absolutely. One thing that I can say is regardless of how much money I have spent, it's always worth it. Yeah. You know, because also the more you spend on it, like the more you step into it. I don't know if that's true for everybody. It's definitely true for me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been hearing a lot of statistics lately about how much uh, and successful is such a weird word, like whose definition of success, right? But I'm just going to use the word because I don't know what else to use right now. Um, how much successful people invest in themselves 
like invest in retreats, invest in coaching programs, invest in business trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we really do have to invest in our own growth, in our own success. It doesn't just fall into our lap. Yeah. And this yeah. is one of the ways you do that both personally and professionally. Yeah, but you get to do it under the veil of taking really good care of yourself, <laughs> which is a really good win-win. Okay, so speaking to the people, um, uh, did I just interrupt you? Sorry. No, I just had a thought, but I, it's not, go ahead. <laughs> well, if, if, just say it. It was a kundalini thought in that when you practice kundalini yoga, if you are in a move or a practice that's really hard, like feeling really difficult or hard on you, the the teaching is that you relax and you let the group ride you and you feel into the energy of everyone else and you let them do some of the work for you hmm. and they it rise it lifts it rises you up right it it brings you up with them and i think that's what happens at these retreats when you're mm. in person together too so that's why your journaling was so powerful Versus you being home, like hiding in the bathroom in a, in a warm bath with your kid in the other room and you're trying to journal mm-hmm. like, yes, that's awesome. But it's totally different than riding the group energy. Totally. 10 women who are journaling together. <laughs> yeah. And to the business, you know, like the really business focused people out there, uh, that's totally the mastermind concept. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that a, a separate entity is created when people come together with that kind of intention. So very cool. Thank you. I'm glad that I made you say it. <laughs> that was definitely powerful. Um, okay. So the, the question that I wanted to ask is for those really business focused people who would love to like host a retreat. Yeah. What are some of the lessons that you learned um, and, and things that you found worked really, really well in this process of creating and launching? Because yours is almost sold out. So it I would consider that a success. Out. I have two spots left and I know they're going to get filled. I just don't know by who yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's one of our listeners. Um, So for me, it did come in as like one big download. (laughs) It can be frustrating for people who are like, I want to create a retreat, but I haven't had a big download yet. But if you want to create that for yourself, here's what I would suggest you do. Write yourself a mission statement. Like, why do you want to create a retreat? What do you want to get out of it personally? And what do you want, more importantly, what do you want your attendees to get out of it? So create a mission statement. Like, um, I have a friend on Facebook, Lisa Freet, and she writes these posts at night that are, my wish for you tonight is. And so I'm just, her, her words are coming to mind. My wish for this retreat is. Do that. And based on that answer, you're going to get a sense of how strongly you should push forward. And then if your wish for the women at the retreat is, what are the pieces that need to be in place for people to walk away with that wish? So for me, it was yoga, massage, um, personal development, growth work, journaling, healthy food, um, a hot tub, like these pieces, all art. Huge. Wait a second. There's a hot tub at this retreat. No, so a hot tub with beautiful <laughs> You didn't even say that. I'm so glad I'm in. <laughs> um, Sorry to interrupt. No, Sidebar. <laughs> that's the thing is like, what are the pieces that need to be a part of it to give your 
participants the wish you have for them. And then lay those out. Are those people who I know right now, for me, all of those people and places just bam, like there they were. And so that's how I knew it was time to hit go, right? But if I had laid out my pieces and really not known who my masseuse was going to be or who my art teacher was going to be, it might not have been the right time because that's an important part of what I want for my people but it's not lined up yet so maybe that means it's not the right time or maybe it means i just need to be more present to who that is and and it's a fantastic perspective i actually remember um you gave me a little bit of a pro bono coaching last year (laughs) about (laughs) that things shouldn't be as hard as they were if it was the right time or the right project um yeah, so that, that's a fantastic perspective to, for looking at that, that it's not necessarily not a good idea. It just, you might, the universe might be protecting you from doing it right now. Right. And, and I love that way of looking at it. Yeah, so when all the pieces fall into place, you know that the wish is about to come true yeah, for you yeah, and awesome. for those people. Yeah. We're coming up on time here, so. Um, okay, well, that was, that was great. Um, I have one last little question. Yeah. Uh, and it is regarding the co-facilitating stuff. So we've mentioned it a couple times, you know, that you had these ideas. You're not necessarily the one that's uber qualified to fulfill that wish for the people that are in attendance. But what are the what are the pros and cons of offering that kind of co-facilitator spotlight to other people within a retreat? Yeah, I mean, I think in my case like I think you need, personally, I think it would be harder to co-host or, or co-facilitate um, where it was multiple people's visions coming together. Yeah, definitely. In my mind, it was my vision, but there's no way I could do it without my art teacher and my masseuse and my photographer and mm-hmm. my, I needed the people to to um, co-collaborate with, but I think it would be really hard if, if it were two people trying to carry out a vision together, not impossible, Mm -hmm. but very different. So I have a vision and these women all see the vision and want to participate in it. So, so we have, why, why do they want to participate in it? Like, how did you motivate them to actually come in and volunteer that? Because, I mean, this massage therapist is, like, giving lots of massages while yeah. she's there. Like, what, yeah. what did you so use I'm, to motivate them to get yeah, involved? Well, I'm paying all of my people. Oh, I'm okay. each of the facilitators, and they're getting all of my – it's a sweet deal for the facilitators. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting paid, and they're also getting a place to stay they're getting dinner and they're getting all of my coaching. So they get to participate in the parts of the retreat that are not them and they're being paid. They most certainly do. And are. So I want, I want everyone to hear this because I have been invited to be an expert at different things in the past. And it was just out of the kindness of my heart or, (laughs) you know, um, that I got to attend the event for free, except that I didn't get to participate in the in the event the same way. So I, I really want to point out um, that these people that we might ask to co-facilitate, that we need to value them appropriate, appropriately as well. 
Um, and I love the fact that you are paying them and having them participate in whatever they can of the retreat as well. So I think that's a beautiful model. Yeah. yeah. I, and, it, it, and, and in that sense, anyone could come together and create a retreat and pay all the different parts and pieces to get mm -hmm. what they want. But that's huge to me. Like I don't want to ask anyone to work for free. I don't want to ask anyone to not get to experience the event that they are contributing to. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of my facilitators said to me, I am assuming I can sleep over. And I was like, of course, I'm so sorry. I didn't make that clear. Like the one difference is that we facilitators are going to share the living room and have like a camp out and everyone else gets a bed. Um, cool. But, but of course she's giving her work to the event and she should be a full participant in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, love that. I just wanted to point that out because I, I have experienced it. From, from the, the other opposite side, side. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yucky. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the energy was definitely off. So I, I very much value that you're doing that. Okay, yeah. is there anything else that you want people to know before we wrap up this episode about retreats? Um, definitely, if you want to participate in this or another one, because there will definitely be more, um, just amandastarkingsley.com, and you will find it. It's called the Women, Wine, and Why Retreats. Um, <laughs> So go check it out if you want to either create your own and know how I created mine, or if you want to participate in a future one or this one, but um, yeah, that, but I guess that's my ask. My ask is that you go check it out and maybe just, you know, either as someone who's thinking about per participating in a re retreat or hosting one, that's my ask. Just go yeah. check it out, see how it feels to you and send me feedback. And if you're local and you want to get to know Amanda and I, because I actually did buy myself a ticket, so I am going to this retreat. Um, if you want to hang out with Amanda and I, like sort of offline and in living color. In pajamas. <laughs> in pajamas. <laughs> um, see if there's still a ticket left when this uh, episode drops on Monday. And let's see, it's Monday the 3rd, I think, or the 5th? Uh, nope. First, my daughter's first Monday in March. Or 5th. 5th. <laughs> uh, okay, so... My ask, um, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback on, I'm going to piggyback on my request for ratings and reviews. Oh, good um, one. Because I really like getting to read new reviews and I didn't get to do that this week. So everybody, if you listen and haven't rated and reviewed, please do. I'm going to piggyback on that ask. Um, okay. Well, Thank you. Till next time, my friend. Bye.